Come out, come out, wherever you are, whether it's your construction job, finance, welding, all you female welders, you can come on out of the closet. You can no longer be fired or discriminated against according to federal law. You know, James, we talked about this yesterday. Obviously, it was big news. And I don't know if it necessarily sunk in. And as the rest of the day progressed and I started seeing some of the reactions online, I was like, man, this is and I and I talked to my wife about it over dinner and she was like, so how was work? I was like, oh, yeah, we talked about this Supreme Court thing. She was like, oh, what happened? I was like, oh, we can come out at work and not get fired for it anymore. And she was like, really? <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> she was like, what? <laughs> yeah. So. It was the more I thought about it, the more I was like, man, this is one of those days in history where, you know, I, I gay, gay marriage getting legalized, all, all of those iconic moments in history that you think about where where were you when you found this out? And oh, this really changed the trajectory of my life. All those things really took a while to marinate. And, and so I'm feeling really nice and positive this morning, the more I think about it. That is, I'm so glad you're feeling more uh, nice and positive today. There's a first for everything, Ali. You being nice. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Uh, no, it, it, it is monumental and landmark. And I think there is, there is something to be said for the state of the world right now. Um, in the, this really super, obviously, like critical fight for racial justice, particularly in policing, but, but it, what is expanded to everywhere. Um, and in the middle of a global pandemic that is, seems to be getting worse, which I know we're going to talk about later on in the show. So I feel like this decision got overshadowed a little bit, right? It didn't have the opportunity to have its due, at least in the hearts and minds and spirits of our community and how impactful it really is. You are absolutely right, because over the weekend, there were so many other things that were going on. And, you know, getting that news Monday morning, I was like, wow, this is great. Also, you know, we learned about Trump rolling back LGBT protections in healthcare, And, you know, we learned about and talked about Rayshard Brooks and all these other things, you know, so it's it is. And then COVID and all the things that you mention, it's just every single day there's new thing after new thing after new thing that just really, really. You know, I, I, as we talked about yesterday, you go up and down and up and down. And so when some good news happens like this, it's almost impossible to let it have it sink in right away right yeah absolutely and then to be like no why don't we relish in this one good thing that's happened in 2020 <laughs> right like just okay and especially coming on the heels of the healthcare decision you know last week it was like oh man can we handle another blow and i think there were a lot of people who were not particularly optimistic knowing the right leaning of the supreme yes. court right now that you know that this decision was not going to go in in the favor of the community and then to do so with a 6 to 3 vote i thought was really interesting you know i was i was talking to uh, my partner last night as well about all of this of course and you know neil gorsuch was sort of brought forward earlier on in Donald Trump's 
uh, presidency as sort of like this constitutional guy. And yes, he might politically lean a little bit right, but he's much more of a constitutionalist. Like he's much more of about his job is to interpret the law. And there were a lot of people who were like, no, he's a Trump appointee. He's going to be far to the right. He's going to let his politics come into this, which is the argument that the right uses for the left leaning, you know, uh, uh, judges. But I did think that the, the decision did seem to be very much rooted in this is our job, the nine of us, to decide how we interpret the Constitution, period, full stop, whether or not we let our, you know, we don't let our politics come into this. And so I, you know, I'm a I'm a fan of credit where credit's due. And I feel like, you know, Chief Justice John Roberts and uh, Neil Gorsuch, like, wow, good for them on, you know, leaning on this, on, on interpreting the Constitution and, and the Civil Rights Act as it has been before. It was really fantastic. And to think about... I mean, I don't know how it's been for you personally coming out in the workplace if you've had to do that. But I've I've had a privilege of having not a lot of problems when it came to coming out at, at work. Of course, all my jobs have been so gay that I think it was understood from the beginning that I was gay <laughs> when I got into them, like dog walking and this. But uh huh, yes, and, and catering yes. when I was wearing a tuxedo, I think they were like, that's a tight enough ponytail that we've. We know that she's gay. We're, we're good. We're good. Um, but I mean, coming out as a lesbian is so much different than coming out as someone who is non-binary. Coming out as someone who mm. who uh, you know was working under their uh, their gender that was assigned at birth and is now living as with a new gender identity, or to talk to your employee, to talk to your colleagues or your employer about calling you they instead of he or she. So there are so many. There are so many different gender identities and sexual orientations and ways to identify in this world now. And so many of them are new to a lot of people. Being a lesbian is like, all right, that's that's something that is, I guess, what you would call like more widely accepted just because of history. Right. And now there are these new uh, newer, like newer to people that are not as familiar with like I've met a lot of people in my family that are like so what is this they fit like not that they're negative about it but they don't understand it quite yet so I would imagine that is so difficult and so scary and what a great moment for them to be able to to like I I think we're going to see so many more people coming out now Mm -hmm. in their workplace Mm -hmm. because they feel finally safe to do that. Yep, I, I, I agree. And I think that because especially people who are in sort of higher ranking positions or who have been with the company for a really long time and are like, well, do I risk my pension? Do I risk all of these right. things by coming out or talking about my partner versus my spouse? And I mean, we still see those things today. And I think this this landmark decision is really hopefully going to open the floodgates for individuals to really, truly, fully be who they are in the workplace. And you just bottom line, you just get better work out of people when they get to be themselves like even from that standpoint, it's just, it's really landmark and, and phenomenal. It is. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about what it is like to come out in the workplace. I found some stats on what are some of the jobs that seem to be more progressive or less so, and talk about some of our coming out at work stories. We're also going to later in the show have Tyler Barnhart from 13 Reasons Why. He plays Charlie on the show. Um, we're going to, uh, it's just a tip Tuesday. We're going to talk about how to stay informed on all things without losing your mind. It's actually harder than some people think um, and uh, all kinds of good stuff games and much more so don't go anywhere lots of drop the subject after this 
Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Well, what a month to celebrate Pride. All right, it's the same month from last year, but we have a little extra pep in our heeled step because, of course, some great news coming out of the Supreme Court and what a way to celebrate curbside. That is how Channel Q is doing it. We are bringing Pride to you with Curbside Pride. Here's how you participate. It's super easy. All you have to do is upload a picture or a video of you celebrating your pride, expressing your pride. And then you get this amazing pride pack. The first 50 uploads receive a Channel Q lawn sign, some window hangers, some Channel Q t-shirts, some games, a Channel Q mask, always a good hot commodity right now, and an opportunity to hang on the air with us and talk about what pride means to you. In this case, if you're going to upload a nice picture or video on wearechannelq.com, I would highly recommend a picture in your workplace. And if your workplace is your home right now, I understand it's just a picture of you in your home, but still, I would love to see pictures of anybody LGBTQ in your workplace to celebrate. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I, it's like a double whammy. You, you get a Channel Q curbside pride pack and you get to be like, I'm out at work now, y'all. Check me. Yeah, and you know, I read before we started the show today, I read that 50% of people in the LGBTQ plus community are not out at work, which I don't know how you feel about that number. That seemed fairly normal, but still kind of staggering when you think about how half of the LGBTQ people that you know or that you follow online or whoever are not out. That's such a huge piece of yourself that you need to cover up and change every time you walk into the office and how that eventually takes a toll on your life and your mental health. And what a freeing feeling to feel like you can change that. And have you had to have you come out at work? Have I mean, I know you've had several jobs. I've had a million and we can talk about our experiences but I thought we could also talk about the best, best methods to use if anyone needs any. T- I mean, it is just the tip Tuesday if we want to give tips. Yeah. I, I also think, too, for our, our listeners out there, we might, we're going to have a pretty interactive show today. So if you've got, of course, any uh, stories about coming out at work or your own tips or whatever um, or interesting things, please be sure to follow us at DTS show um, and let us know that on both Instagram and Twitter. So, Ali, you know, I, I do have to say that I think. I, my privilege kicked in a little bit yesterday uh-huh. in the setting of everything going on and living in Los Angeles and being 42 years old and having been out now more than half my life and real, you know, thinking back on all of the ways that I struggled in so many different ways when I was younger, particularly whether or not to come out at work. And that has not been much of an issue for me now. Uh, in the last maybe 10 years or so, I, I think I I was like, oh, well, this it's not as much of an issue about being out at work. So this is a great, really awesome landmark decision. But what I didn't think about were all of the other people who are not able to come out and not able to be out and for whatever reason that is. And it really did get me thinking about all of those times and whatever job, healthcare or not, where I was like, God, do I come out? Can I talk about this? Like, you're so stressed and you're so like 
completely anxious about whether or not you think someone's going to find out and how your boss feels and you're constantly trying to feel out your coworkers and you know then there's that one super righty you Trump supporter like conservative person or whatever and you're like ah maybe everyone feels that way and then all of a sudden it starts to impact your work and your life and your health and I mean this is a really 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 big deal and I think one of the things I learned uh, and not that it's all about me but I think I was like wow I am in a really privileged place right now that I, I, it's not something I worry about. I'm almost in like, I wish somebody would say something to me about me coming out at work, like see what happens. But I live in California, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. No, definitely. And, and your job is on the list of one of the five industries. I mean, this is an article from a few years ago, so I don't know how accurate it is now. But uh, one of the five industries with the least LGBT progressive uh, reputation mm-hmm. says healthcare mm-hmm. and medical facilities. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the others are engineering and construction. Obviously, construction I think is not a big surprise. Mail and freight delivery, <laughs> oil and gas, and mining and metals. So of course, wow. you know some some of these industries dominated. Um, by, I mean, I would say construction still dominated mostly by men. I don't know, um, you know, how that's changed in the last few years since this came out. But some of the most progressive companies on the list were hotels, resorts, consulting and business services, advertising and marketing, airlines and law firms. I can't believe that salons and beauty industry jobs are not on there because I feel like that's a very a much more accepting industry. Yeah, well, and even, even, you know, things like, I guess it's it's so different here, too. But, uh, you know, I explain to people a lot, like, entertainment in L.A. is like cars were in Detroit in the 60s, right? It is the the industry that drives this town. And, you know, there's so many individuals in the entertainment industry, but I guess that's not pervasive around the entire country. Well, we've gotten some responses from people. We asked you on Instagram story, what was it like coming out at work? How did people react? Um L on Instagram said my straight coworker kept flirting with me, but then br- would brush it off if I flirted back. But I guess that's how they sort of backhandedly came out at work. Hey, it's Santa. Hey <laughs> said I ran into my manager at pride and oh. we stared for a second waved and then never mentioned it. Caroline Marie 91 said I never came out at my old job because it was HQ'd in South Carolina, but my new job is based in San Francisco and no one gives a crap. So it's kind of interesting hearing these stories and we'd love to hear more. Uh, That's on our Instagram story. If you'd like to tell us your story at DTS show, we'll be right back. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Welcome back to drop the subject. James Q Simmons guest co-hosting with your Ali Johnson. And uh, you know, in the last couple of weeks we've been talking about the, you know, Landmark SCOTUS decision yesterday, um, protecting LGBTQIA plus folks from coming out at work. And um, it reminded me, I had a really hysterical story. Um, I was at one, my very first job at PepsiCo. I was in a support role. So half of my job was planning this large event and doing some like marketing sorts of things. And then the other half of my job was supporting these two executives. And I was getting a new boss and um, I won't say who he is, but everyone listening knows who this person is because he had a reputation for just being like the funnest boss ever, right? He would whoop your butt, but he's also was like the funnest boss ever. Well, I didn't know that. So he was coming from a different division in the company coming in and he's got this big name, right? Everyone's like, ooh, you're going to have to support X, Y, and Z. Like, ooh, I hear he's kind of tough. So I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm ready. I'm ready. I got this. So I go out on like a Saturday night. It's Chicago. I'm in my like late 20s. So, you know, you do what 
you do. You end up at the after hours at like 3 or 4 a.m. And in Chicago, bars stay open late. So I'm at the after hours. I'm drinking. I'm dancing. I'm having a blast. And I'm in the middle of the dance floor. And I'm with all my friends and whatever. And I see this guy. And he's dancing too. And he's with all of his friends. And he looks kind of familiar. And then like... He just comes over and taps me on the shoulder and he's like, your name is James. And I was like, oh, okay. Why it is. Wait, Grindr hadn't been an event invented yet, right? Right. No, no, this was no, I was not online. There was no like Grindr or whatever. And uh, he's like, your name is James. And I was like, okay. Uh, and you are. And he's like, I'm your new boss. And nice. <laughs> and we, was, was he wearing like, like chaps or a riding crop or uh, was it just like normal a t- dress? A tight t-shirt and tight jeans. Right. Okay. And, and he was like, let's go do a shot. <laughs> <laughs> so we go, we go and do a shot. And it was the start of a beautiful, beautiful three years of us working together. It was fantastic. It was great. And I, I was like, I cannot believe that that's how I'm, and this is a very high-ranking person at PepsiCo still. And I was like, I can't believe I met my boss on the dance floor at, on Saturday night at Charlie's in Chicago, and we did shots together. It was great. So clearly that job, I did not have any issues coming out. Yes, I know. It's nice to have those little icebreakers, uh, even if they're unintentional. Yes. Or there yes. was there was a one time I came out at a but when I had a bartending job because the bartender was flirting with me and talking about how she was gay. So I came out just because I wanted to date her. It really had nothing to do with <laughs> me trying to be like proud. I was just like, me too. Me I want to go. Out. Okay, okay. Hello. Hi. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's shift gears a little bit because we have to talk about what's been going on with COVID cases in the night in the United States and beyond, because it seems that in Wuhan, some things are changing or in Beijing, what's, what's going on because there have been possible reports of reclosures. Yeah. So there, there are different parts of the country that are starting to, um, or excuse me, different parts of the world, also different parts of the country, but we'll get to that in a moment. Please uh, forgive the, uh, Sirens in the background. For those of you who don't know, we are still at home. We've been broadcasting from home for 17 years now. Um, In Beijing, uh, cases are going up and they're going up in these clusters that are kind of at an alarming rate. So there's actually been 79 new cases since last Thursday. And what they were, they Beijing had been in a flat, uh, had it been at a zero, no new cases at all. Um, and oh. so they had sort of like completely opened Beijing and now they're getting, you know, it was 27 the day before yesterday, 36 new cases yesterday. The cases are going up very, very quickly. Um, and so because of that, uh, Beijing is starting to shut itself back down again, which is some of the worst fears for, I think, a lot of people, right? As we start to reopen, then now all of a sudden they're going to have to shut down. Um, and Beijing, obviously, being a very, very, very large, very, very concentrated city, you worry about if we're already seeing 100 new cases in the last four days, what does that really mean, right? How many cases are out there asymptomatic? We know pre-symptomatic people tend to be uh, pretty big spreaders of this disease. So um, we're really worried about that. There are also other places in the country, like Houston, for instance, Texas reopened. Texas never really completely shut down, but there are parts of Texas that shut down more than others. Um, Houston was reopening um, a little bit earlier than some folks, kind of around Memorial Day. And now already there's actually reports of a couple of gay bars in Houston uh, in the Montrose and Midtown areas uh, for our folks listening in the Houston area that have shut down now because 
the owner of the bar and several staff member um, tested positive for COVID-19. They're all feeling fine, but out of an abundance of caution, they have closed their bars. So this thing is far, far, far from over. Yeah. I, I mean, thinking of places like Houston where the bars are open and, you know, those gay bars, they're popular. I mean, there's people in there. It's not like it's just some dive bar where there's like seven people in there and, you know, there's like three teeth between all of them. It right. is jam-packed and people are dancing and people are sweating and that you know we talked about it yesterday we're some of the higher risk places to contract it and bars especially bars with some like kind of a dance vibe or a a club vibe are definitely going to be high risk situations and it sucks because gay bars are so fun but they're going to be real tough like they're not we're not going to have those experiences for quite a while at least not without ramifications like this yeah it's going to have to be honestly i feel like a full-on vaccine um that has been widely distributed or you know testing like we've got point of care testing where literally you're getting tested before you're going into the bar like it's going to have to be something that'd be chill or both yeah but we i mean we're not we can't even test all of the americans right now let alone just like having a quick little swab at the bar right before you go into the abbey you know like we're we're pretty far away from that unfortunately and but i do i do want to say before we go ali uh hydroxychloroquine and chloroquine have been uh reversed by the fda as medications that should be used for covid 19 so this drug that donald trump was taking for a while that he was touting as a miracle drug so was laura ingram not sure where she got her medical degree from but they were both touting this drug as like this is going to end be the end all be all and save us and it is not in fact the fda has now said do not use this medication uh for covid 19 patients because it could be more harmful than good James, you're saying that Donald Trump was wrong about something? <gasps> no, I never. Blasphemy! Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm James. She is Allie. And you are celebrating Pride because it's June and we've had some great, great news this week. And we want to know how you are doing your Pride digitally. There, I did it, Allie. I said it the right way. So uh, we want you to take a picture of how you're celebrating Pride or a video or both. And you're going to head on over to We Are Channel Q. You're going to upload that picture or video showing us how you are celebrating your Pride. You can also send it to us on the socials using the hashtag Channel Q Curbside Pride. And when you do that, we're going to hook you up with a Q Curbside Pride Pack. Channel Q lawn and window sides, window hangers. Channel Q t-shirt, but most importantly, a Channel Q mask, because we know we got to rotate those masks, and sometimes they're getting a little nasty, right? But you get a new Channel Q mask, some games, and then what's really cool is an opportunity to hang out with us on air uh, to share what pride means to you. So hashtag Channel Q curbside pride. Head on over to wearechannelq.com and upload that. Um, And there are some very, very interesting things going on in the world of statues and racist people, Allie. (laughs) Yes. Well, we, well, statues are having a moment because everyone is walking by statues right now going, what the hell? Who's that? And then you do a quick Google and you're like, this person was racist. This person was a Confederate leader. This person was, oh, I'm sorry. The leader and founder of the KKK. Uh, Why is this statue still here? And people now are taking it upon themselves to say no more. And I'm really, I'm really, really proud of that. They're actually right now. There is a statue of the KKK founder, Nathan Bedford Forrest. 
from the Tennessee State Capitol building. Are you kidding me? And so I, it just like it pains me that that is still even there. And and this is a thing that, you know, this large sort of racial injustice awakening and, and change that is happening right now in the world. This is one of those things, this thing. And I was talking a lot about parallel paths for this whole movement going on right now. And that this is one of those things that we it's not destroying our history, but it is getting rid of representation that is really painful for a lot of people. I cannot believe this is still standing. And there is a petition in Tennessee now for to replace that statue with a statue of one of Tennessee's own Dolly Parton. So yesterday there was a petition that was going around to replace a a statue in Louisiana with Britney Spears. I, I think that we can do a little bit better. I know Dolly Parton's great. She's an icon. Uh, Britney Spears is, is an icon of her own, but I found another statue as close. This is the closest problematic statue that I could find in our area, James. Mm-hmm. And I thought we could take it upon ourselves to decide who that statue gets replaced with. Oh, okay. I like this. Yes. So, in Chula Vista, uh-huh. in San Diego County, you know my old stomping ground of San Diego. Yeah. There is a statue of Christopher Columbus. Not a lot of people are fans of having <sighs> statues of Christopher, Christopher Columbus anymore. This dude. This dude, I mean, unbelievable. So citing safety concerns, the city of Chula Vista has removed the statue and put it into storage. Not for racism, not for genocide, not for wiping out essentially almost all of the indigenous people of an entire continent, but for safety's sake. James. Uh Uh-huh. Here's what we're going to do on the show. Okay. We are going to start a petition Mm. to have this statue go away forever and be replaced with a celebrity of our choosing, an icon of our choosing. And I have a list here of some great icons from the San Diego area. Oh. I thought we could put up, put, ask the listeners what they think. Let me know what you think. We've got, we've got a couple here. Mario Lopez. Yes. No, no, absolutely not. Okay. No. Um, Nick Cannon. No, absolutely okay. not. Uh, RuPaul. Okay. You're, you're lu- lukewarm. You're warming up a little bit. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, Adam Driver. That's, I'm guessing, the opposite no, direction. Absolutely okay. not. Mm-hmm, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no. Um, Jamie Clayton is a trans actress. Okay. Yes. You're, we're, okay. we're headed in the right direction. We're headed in the right direction. Okay. Um, Kathy Najimy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure. Kathy, Dressed as, as hocus pocus. As much as we love Kathy and Jimmy from, you know, I see, I love her most from Sister Act. Uh-huh. Uh, I, Maybe, maybe not quite statue worthy, but okay, we're going there. We need help, listeners. We need you to help. We need some some famous San Diegans to put in this statue. Allie, I love this idea. I love this petition idea. Yes, I mean, I'm looking at some of the... Now I'm getting into, like, YouTubers and just people... I mean, oh. we've got rejected SNL characters. The list is getting worse as we go. So I would like I would like some, some nomination help. We've got Ted Danson, Chris Jenner's not happening. No, so we definitely... No. Robert Duvall, absolutely not. So I'd say the top, top contender right now is RuPaul. But if you have an idea of who you would like us to replace this statue with, we are going to start this petition and 
make this happen, okay? Be a part of the change right here on uh, on Drop the Subject on the new channel, Q. When we come back, a very special guest joins us, Tyler Barnhart from 13 Reasons Why. He plays Charlie St. George, and he's got the scoop on the final season after this. Drop the Subject, the new channel, Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I am James. She is Allie. And we are super excited right now to have on with us Tyler Barnhart, who plays Charlie St. George in 13 Reasons Why. And uh, kind of had a big role, bigger role last season in season three. And then now is one of the main characters in season four. And I just, I feel like we need to say this a couple of times to those of you listening. If you haven't, sat down and done your binge watching yet of the final season. We're going to talk about some spoiler alerts here, okay? So you definitely want to stay tuned, but also know that we're going to talk about what happens in this final season because we got Tyler with us. You have been officially warned. Tyler, welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks, guys. Good morning. You guys are on the West Coast, right? We are, yes. You're in New York? I'm actually quarantining right now in Miami with uh, my girlfriend's family for the last three months. So it's been a really fun and unique experience. Okay, I feel like that has to be the first question then. Like what, how is quarantining with like the in-laws essentially? Incredible, yeah, it's essentially, right? I was like, this is a terrible time for so many, including you know all of us, I think. But to be able to spend time with family that you would never otherwise, you might go on like a trip together, but like never actually get to know them and live with them. Uh, that was actually, it's been a really, really great experience. A great move for you, because if you think about the best people to quarantine with, it's older people who have empty nests who are excited <laughs> to cook for you and clean for you and and, and, and host you, right? I mean, you yeah, really did yeah. a good job picking that. Somehow that worked out. Really, yeah, and there's a pool. It's amazing, <gasps> right? It's, it's been very, very nice. All right. We're all going to Tyler's girlfriend's parents to wait out the rest of the You're still not allowed because I've been making sure that everyone quarantines very well. So we're not accepting any visitors still. Sorry. Um, From a distance. Okay. We got to get to 13 Reasons Why, though, which is why you were here talking to us. So so season four dropped on June 5th. And you kind of had a smaller role in the last season, but you end up playing kind of one of the main characters this year with some pretty uh, surprising results. Yeah. So I guess uh, now's the time. Yeah. If you haven't watched, please don't listen yet. But uh, I get the opportunity to play an incredible character that I think breaks a lot of stereotypes that have been written previously for jock characters or quarterback characters. Charlie is, by the end of the season, comes out as openly bi to his father. His teammates all know everyone in the show is accepting of Charlie. And what I love about the way that it was written by Brian Yorkie is that this was never part of my storyline was, was really the coming out part or, or, oh my God, did you hear the quarterback? He's gay or he's bi. It was never about that. It was all accepted from the very beginning. And you were able to then actually have the relationships mean a lot more to the storyline as opposed to, oh, we're just going to focus on he's a gay quarterback. I thought that was Mm. incredible for the writing and the opportunity to play that kind of character. And just in the past week and a half, getting to talk to some of the fans through DMs and stuff and hearing that this is something that obviously people want to see on TV. And it was really a pleasure for me to be able to bring that to light in season four. Have people been reaching out to you since binge watching the last season? And what kind of things are you hearing? Have you heard some people who maybe, oh, I've been afraid to come out. And after watching this, this really opened up my eyes. Like, have you heard some things like that? Because I know for me, growing up as a kid who didn't even know she was gay for a long time, if I had seen more shows like this, it probably would have changed the trajectory of how I came out. Yeah. 
yeah, I, I, I was, it was like almost immediate. Like Netflix is, you binge watch it. So when I woke up on Saturday, some people had already seen the whole show <laughs> and I'm already waking up to DMs of people saying, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I needed to see to give me the confidence to talk to my family when I'm ready. Or because the show is such a global success, people in other countries that maybe aren't as accepting right now, uh, you know, as some of the more progressive countries, talking about how just seeing that and knowing that that exists in the world is giving them hope. And then people saying, seeing you come out to your father, I did the same thing today. I had somebody message me and say, I um, asked for a redo with my dad oh. after watching the show. And so to hear all of that, it, you don't really have words and, and you prepare yourself for this um, when you play a, a character like Charlie, I think, because we want that, right? We, I want to be able to spread positivity and hope to everyone that's watching, but to then actually read it, it's a very moving experience. What's coming up next for you? I mean, you're still quarantining, you're in Florida, and I'm curious because I've been talking to some actors just about where things are at in terms of filming and auditioning. Are you just doing Zoom auditions? Because that <laughs> seems like a very stressful experience. Yeah, um, it's so strange doing auditions with another person because there's like a delay. How the heck are you supposed to connect with someone that way? It's very strange. We're all getting used to it because it it's also falls on everyone else as part of the production to get used to it as well, right? So we're doing that. I did two days ago. Not many people even know this yet. Two days ago, I actually decided with my girlfriend that we were going to move out of New York and move to LA. Hey, so, you're coming wow. over. Yeah, you yeah. heard it here first. There you go, y'all. Tyler's coming to LA. I love it. I, yeah, I know. I did like an interview like two days ago and I was like, I just can't. I love New York City. And I can't see myself anywhere else. And then we had a really long conversation and it was kind of like due to everything that's happening in the world right now with the global pandemic, uh, I don't really want to be stuck in my apartment in New York in the cold. Mm -hmm. So let's at least go out to somewhere warmer and quarantine by the beach. <laughs> oh, yeah. After, after sitting in four hours of traffic, it'll be so exciting. Oh, exactly. the club. Well, and I imagine moving right now is going to be an interesting process. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's going to be what it is. Right? Yeah. We're going to figure it out. We're going to make it work. We can adapt. We'll have to grab a drink or some coffee, social distancing, of course, when you get into town. Um, For sure. It's been great talking to you. And if you have not already, please check out the final season of 13 Reasons Why. Tyler Barnhart plays Charlie St. George. He's a bisexual man, a bisexual jock. It's just so great, too, that he's bisexual and not gay. Yes. You're like, yeah, yeah man, gay. let's have some bi pride. It's nice to have that representation. So where can people follow you, Tyler? So, yeah, you can follow me uh, right now on Instagram. It's Tyler underscore Barnhart. And then actually the same is for my Twitter handle as well. The Twitter's a little bit more political. It is, yeah. And we we definitely are. I feel like everyone is there right now. So everyone has we been be. uh, fa fairly warned, but I feel like we have to be as well. So I'm glad to hear that, that you feel that. Tyler, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Take care. Be safe. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I have to admit, I'm a little bit fangirling after our interview with Tyler, by the way. Um, if you missed that interview that uh, happened a little bit earlier with Tyler, Bar Tyler Barnhart, excuse me, from 13 You are fangirling. I know, I'm like, oh my God. Um, so nice, so sweet. Also, following us on Instagram, just saying, like, now we're super cool. Uh, you can check out the podcast. Always download our podcast. Drop the subject uh, specifically at radio.com is where you should get that podcast. 
but you can really get it wherever you download all your podcasts. Um, Don't tell him the secret, James. Oh, no, not the secret. And you can get uh, you can check out our interview with Tyler. Also coming up at the top of the next hour, another fantastic person that we are going to talk to, Scott Turner Schofield, the first trans man nominated for an acting Emmy, writer and performer of the Tribeca official selection of 2020, How to Become a Man in 127 Easy Steps, actor, activist, uh, corporate trainer, like Scott does it all and is a huge, huge voice in the trans community is going to talk about not only the SCOTUS decision yesterday um, and how that sort of personally impacted him, but as well, the the Department of Health and Human Services decision last Friday, rolling back protections for LGBTQ folks um, in the healthcare system. So a lot to talk about there, and we are really excited to have Scott on with us. But today, friends, right now, it's Tuesday, and we do a little thing on Tuesdays called Just the Tip Tuesday. That's true, and we figured we would give you some tips on how to stay up to date with everything that's going on in the world without losing your damn mind. And there are so many people that are so greatly affected by the news that has uh, that has been you know, the centerpiece of 2020. I mean, it's everything from COVID-19 to George Floyd, the protests. I mean, the the some of the decisions coming out of the Supreme Court, it is a lot to take in. And it's very difficult to make sure you are mentally like, okay, from a mental health standpoint, but also staying informed and up to date on what is going on. A lot of people are tired right now. People in the black community have been tired for a long time and things like this. So it's important to figure out and to talk about how we can stay informed while staying okay. Yeah, and I think that is really, really an, an important concept, and I'm glad you sort of took the time to kind of explain that. It is it is crucial that everyone stay informed and particularly stay active and involved in everything that's going on. This has been a flashpoint in, in the history of our nation and, frankly, the world. And the change needs to continue, but we also, for that change to continue and for even for to get through this pandemic and to get through your summer and sometimes just to get through teaching your your fourth grader math again like it's really important to take care of yourself and how you sort of digest everything so a couple of really 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 great tips that i think this one alley number one for me is is something that i'm very very bad about is that the second i hear something that's going on or a whiff of anything i immediately jump online and go to twitter Immediately. Yes. Yeah. Number one on this list is don't check the news immediately. This goes for when you get those notifications on your phone. This also goes for as soon as you open your eyeballs in the morning and see, you know, the first thing you do is look at your phone. You start looking at Twitter. You start looking at Facebook or, you know, Apple News or whatever it is. And you can go down a rabbit hole before your brain is even ready. And that can be really stressful. So giving yourself a little time to sit with the headline or to just sit with yourself before you really dive into that day's news really could make or break how you how you react to it from a mental health standpoint. 
Yeah, it, it really can. And it, you just know that like, okay, you don't actually have to digest or know all of this right now. Like just breathe, like literally, unless it's happening in like your neighborhood, you know what I mean? Like right. you just, just take a second and breathe. Um, this is another one too, that I almost feel guilty about sometimes, Allie. Uh, number two, make an effort to get good news too. So with everything going on and uh, you, it's sometimes it's nice to just also get some good news and you should be able to do that without feeling bad about it. Yeah, there are places like the Good News Network. Uh, I will preface that by saying that Jesse recently went to that website and downloaded a virus, so I don't know if that's the best place to go, but there's all place, also places like Channel Kindness. You can also just Google Good News and you can get little... I mean, at... at if all else fails, just go to baby goat videos on YouTube. You can't go wrong or animal odd couples, any of those things to just kind of put you in a good mood. Um, that lady falling off the table, the grape smashing video. I mean, you can go old school as well. Those are the best, right? Those are great. <laughs> those are awesome. You can delve into the his, the real history. Right. Of YouTube random core. Yes, like the first videos that went viral on YouTube. Um, a couple of other things as we leave here. You, uh, This is really helpful. When your things are feeling out of control and spiraling, write them down. Sometimes just getting them out of your brain without, you don't have to do anything about them. Just write them down. Just put them in a list. Write them down. I keep a list on my phone. Just put it in a list and be done with it. Come back to it later. You know what we have is, uh, I don't even remember where we picked this up, but... Katie, we, we were at a little booth and they ha they were selling worry dolls mm -hmm. and there's a little tiny doll and you tell a worry to it and then you put it under your pillow. And sometimes just oh. telling your worries to the little doll, I mean, it's a ridiculous thing, but it does kind of work. Yeah, yeah, it certainly does. We have uh, one last tip for you on how to make sure that this new cycle does not overwhelm you, but you're going to have to stay tuned for that. Coming up, we promise. This is Drop to Subject. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. All right, we're getting into news that are lose it now, but wanted to quickly finish off our Just the Tip Tuesday on how to stay informed without losing your mind. We talked about writing a worry list, not checking the news immediately, or making an effort to get some good news in addition to all the bad news that we read on a regular basis. Also, shaking it off. Apparently, animals do this when they go through something traumatic, so you should do it too, and they suggest songs like Shake It Off or Outcasts, Hey Ya. Sure, yeah, or not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm down to shake it off, but could we not pick the two, like... Uh, whatever. Yeah. No sh shake it off type of no, <laughs> songs no. there are. Um, I feel like that song's like everyone at a wedding is like, like every Jessica at a wedding is like, oh my God, I love Outcast. I love Shake It Off. It's my favorite. It is one of the most overplayed wedding songs. I believe yeah. that it was on our Do, on, Do Not Playlist on yes. ours. Um, it's also lots of good Outcast songs. Anyway, continue. Uh, focus on what you can solve, which is definitely a good thing for anxiety in general. Focus on what you can actually control or what you can actually do or what you can, what problems you can actually solve. Um, instead of just unplugging from the news, you can focus on issues that, that you can actually help to solve because it'll make you feel better that you're doing something to solve those issues rather than just looking at them and feeling awful and anxious. Uh, reducing your intake. If you can, you know, have little hours per day that you're deciding to intake news and then you decide, hey, all right, 6 p.m., I'm not going to read anymore tonight. That could help. So those are just some other tips on how to 
stay informed on the goings on of the world without losing your damn mind. And now we get into news it or lose it. Some of these stories are positive. So there's always that. This might help. <laughs> there's always that. Okay. Here's your first, he- uh, first headline, James. This tattoo shop will cover up racist ink for free. Oh, yes. Hold on. <laughs> Is that two <laughs> pens? <laughs> it's a pen in my coffee cup. All right. Headline number two. How you can Zoom with Jeremy Piven for $15,000. Absolutely not. That guy's a... <laughs> royal world class i can't even say it yeah no who cares he also went okay. to my school for a year interesting yeah. um all right well if you want to have a zoom with jeremy piven hit up james and then finally headline number three former bay area executives uh oh ebay executives charged with cyber stalking after sending live roaches and bloody pig masks what come on executives yeah uh, okay. Six former eBay employees, including two executives, have been charged with conspiracy to commit cyber stalking after allegedly ordering a bloody pig mast, a funeral wreath, and live roaches to be sent to a couple who publish an online newsletter about e-commerce. <laughs> Loaded first sentence, huh? Whoa. Okay, you got really, are we in like seventh grade now? You're executives at this huge company and you don't like what someone blogged about you? Come on. Okay, so it started with a couple who lives in Massachusetts. This was back in 2019. They published an article about a lawsuit involving eBay on their e-commerce news site. Then the eBay employees sent some text messages saying it was time to take down the editor and publisher. The employees then proceeded to send pornography to the publisher's neighbors in packages addressed to him. Then they ordered the pig mask and a and a preserved fetal pig to be sent to the couple's home and also sent them a book about surviving the loss of a spouse. (gasps) Oh, that's horrible. God. What? I mean, heck. The fact that, like, you remember when Cards Against Humanity was sent, like, you could order a bag of flaming dog crap to send to somebody you don't like, or, like, an envelope full of glitter or something like that? Like, those things are relatively harmless. A pig fetus is like, okay, that's a little messed up. A book about surviving the loss of a spouse, like, that. I am very glad these people are being charged with something because that is crossing a major line. This is so many things. This is so. Why did you have to sense this many things? That's like full on like felony level harassment. Like that is you are threatening people like with that. That is really, really awful. I hope these people's names get published and they and like they lose their jobs or whatever, because that's ridiculous. You can't do that to people. I don't care how angry you get at what they blogged about. You can't do that to people. It didn't even seem like they were just writing about a, a lawsuit. That was probably actually happening. Oh my God, I can't. Okay, let's talk some good news now. Balance it out, as we learned in just the Tip Tuesday. There is an artist at the Gallery X Art Collective in Kentucky who did a recent interview with CNN. He said a lot of people, when they, uh, this guy's name is Ryun King, and he said that a lot, he's a tattoo artist, and he said a lot of people, when they were younger, they got tattoos, they didn't know any better, and now they're left with these mistakes on their bodies, now that they've learned something, mm-hmm. and we just want to make sure everybody has a chance to change. So they have 
put up a post. Uh, this is Gallery X Art Collective on their Instagram. It says, if you have a racist tattoo and you want it gone, I will cover it for free. No questions asked. Really? I choose the design. Let's get that S off your body. Oh, hey, that's awesome. I let, You know what? Like I was saying before, there are parallel paths to the fight to get moving us to a more racially just better world. And this is, you know, everyone has their contribution. It's not always necessarily about walking and protesting or whatever, or posting on social media. Like this is this person's contribution and I love it. And while they're there under the needle, maybe they can give them a little education too. Yeah. And if you have some Chinese symbols that maybe were probably like, like maybe microaggressions that might be considered, I think he'll yeah, cover yeah. those too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't have any of those though. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Drop the subject is here, queer, and you can celebrate pride with us. It's easy. You can do it from the comfort of your own home. You want some lawn signs? Yeah, now I know your ears are perking up. Here's how you get them. Ding. All you have to do is upload <laughs> a picture. Just go to wearechannelq.com and enter a picture or a video of how you're expressing your pride. Today, we're encouraging anybody to send at work pictures. If you are a member of the LGBTQ plus community or allied, we'd love to have a, a video or a picture of how you're expressing pride at your work. All you have to do is upload that picture or video and you, if you're one of the first 50 uploads, will receive a curbside pride pack. That includes all the decorations for your home, lawn signs, window hangers, uh, Channel Q masks, some games, Channel Q t-shirts, a chance to be on the air with us, all exciting stuff just for uploading a picture or a video. Celebrate pride with us curbside. It's curbside pride. You can enter using the hashtag Channel Q curbside pride and help us bring a little spirit to you because we could all use it right now. Okay, let's talk about Seattle. We have not talked about this yet. We have not, not talked about the autonomous zone, this little area that people have turned into, uh, I don't know, like a white people Lord of the Flies situation. It's called Chaz. <laughs> yes, Capitol Hill autonomous zone. Yes. And it's, it's, it's a it's a free Capitol Hill type place. Basically, this was created around it, it, about a week ago. There were protesters who barricaded this area that was around the Seattle Police Department. This happened on June 8th. Since then, demonstrators have just been kind of chilling there and having this weird like Burning Man festival with movie screenings, poetry performances. There's some free food. Uh, you can go to the no cop co-op to get the free food, or you can have a conversation about racial injustice at the conversation cafe. There's all kinds of things that you could do. What's interesting and kind of weird about Chaz is that Chaz is the whitest name ever. Mm. And there are about 6%, about 6% of people, I think at least in Seattle are black. The majority of people who live there are white. There are I, I can kind of see the the idea of like, hey, why don't we why don't we stay out here and, you know, barricade like we're this is us, the, the people of, of Seattle. But then also they're kind of turning it into another just bubble of white privilege. And I don't know what that's necessarily <laughs> doing. 
Well, and it's really it's concerning to a lot of, you know, local Black Lives Matters organizers who are saying, you know, where were these individuals when the the city police department was declared, you know, like uh, fixed last month? And where were these individuals when all of these other things happened? And what they're worried about is this is great. Let's have these conversations. Let's show that you can have a sort of an autonomously run police free zone in a major metropolitan urban area, but are you gonna stick around for this? Are you gonna really make it happen? Are you just here for the party? Because there are so many people who come to this area, it's only six square blocks. So they come to this area and then they go home to their comfortable homes in the evenings. And so what a lot of organizers are saying are like, okay, so you're here, you're having this party, most of you are white, but like, We've been trying to fight and advocate for this as a black community for a really, really long time. Nothing that you're saying is new. Nothing that you're proposing is new. So is this just a fun party for you? Are you or are you really here and in this for the long haul to make real change? Well, you got to it, it. It's all it goes down to intention, right? What is your intention to going to this place? Is it for a photo op? Is it to say, I went to the autonomous zone in Seattle, hashtag Chaz. Oh, I'm going to get a, a nice mimosa at the no cop co-op and hang out and ha- like I have such a problem with when we turn things into a party mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. then it becomes about the party and less about the message. I, I hate to say it, but pride can be an example of that where sure. it's like all these people that are just getting totally wasted and you're like, do you even know what where you are? <laughs> like, right. Do you know what's or, going on at all? Do you know why you're here? Do you know how this started? Do you know anything about the original pride? You know what I mean? And I'm all about, hey, anybody who wants to come out and 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 appreciate the cause, that's great. I just think when things get turned into a party, you lose sight of why they were created in the first place. There's also that contrary argument, Allie, that if you make a party, you get enough people to come and keep it interesting for them. Maybe you'll catch them and they'll listen to the message. And so I think that's what yeah. some people are saying. Like as a pastor's kid, yeah. I often remember my mom being like, people don't come to church because it's boring, but they go to movies on Saturday night because they're not. So let's make church more less boring and people will come and stay. So I, I definitely, right. I feel like I'm riding yeah. the fence on this one. I see both sides, but it will be very interesting to see how long this autonomous zone lasts and if it is successful in the battle Next, speaking of someone who is successful and definitely has battled for rights in our community for a long time, Scott Turner Schofield, first trans person ever nominated for an acting Emmy, right here only on Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject, the new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. It is James Q. Simmons, guest co-hosting with your Ali Johnson. And we are super, super excited to have Scott Turner Schofield on with us right now. The very first trans man to be nominated for an acting Emmy. Also author of Becoming a Man in 127 Easy Steps, which is also a film at the Tribeca Film Festival. This is a really, really big deal. And we are super excited to have Scott here to talk to us because there's been uh, Scott... I don't know, maybe a little bit going on in the world of uh, healthcare inequality for the entire community. And then yesterday's SCOTUS decision allowing all of us to be out at work uh, free of, you know, issue with that of being fired from our job. And we kind of just as someone who is an activist for the community and has a really big, powerful voice, we just kind of wanted to get your, your thoughts um, about what's going on. So we'll start actually with the SCOTUS's decision yesterday. I mean, Wow. 
I really didn't expect it. I've been giving workplace trainings for the last, what, 10 months since they even announced that they were going to do this. And I've been going in saying, they're going to get this wrong. So let's get you ready for when they do so that your workplace can still be inclusive. And I could not be more thrilled. This is uh, so major. You know, it's not perfect. There are certainly some little pieces of it that I'm sure are going to get exploited by resistant forces. But in terms of the shot in the arm that we as a community needed, especially after the Friday sneak attack, the 150th attack by the Trump administration on the LGBTQ community, you know, we couldn't have asked for better. Now, the the training and the consulting that you do, you do a bunch of gender diversity and inclusion trainings. I imagine you'll be doing more now that this has happened. But I also just wanted to ask you what types of companies reach out to you for this type of work, because it's amazing. It's progressive. And I wonder from your experience, which companies have been more inclusive? You don't have to name specifics, but I mean, what fields do you feel um, are really making more progress than others? Sure. Well, you know, I've been working in corporations in, since 2014. Um, really kind of specifically. And this is like my day job. Like I'm an actor and I have, it's so funny, but you know, everybody's got to have a day job. Right. And I'm so grateful yeah. to have something that's purpose driven. But so, you know, and I would have to tell you that I've worked in some of the most conservative on paper spaces that you can mm-hmm. imagine, you know, corporations are not people, but they are made of people. Mm-hmm. And especially since the transgender tipping point in 2015, when transgender people came, became so much more visible to the media and it didn't go away, right? It wasn't just a bubble. Suddenly there was this huge interest and so many people who actually care, right? Most people, the vast majority of people who look at corporations want to be respectful. They understand the special problems that we face as a community, the special sensitivities that we need in order to be built up to the playing field. And they're here for it. And that has been so amazing. Then in 2017, when California passed a bill that sort of required workplace equality in a way that was very codified into law, I started doing a lot more work out here in California specifically because now it's the law that they have to, you know, be doing this correctly. And it's actually not that difficult to do, right? We just give people some knowledge that they couldn't get anywhere else. We give them some frameworks that are much more universal that really kind of sort of say like, look, and and just in the way that SCOTUS did just now, would you treat people differently because of their sex? Whether it was their sex assigned at birth or whether it's their sex now. Okay. If you would, you can't do that. It gets to be pretty simple. I'd say, you know, I'm getting a lot of work in the tech industry but really, I've been working in healthcare with peace officers, you know, really all over and, and then big like banks, you know what I mean? So it's, mm. I'm just grateful that people care and, and want to do right and well. Sure. You know, you bring up this this word that seems to be the word du jour in terms of the SCOTUS decision yesterday around how we define sex and what does that word encompass which is the same argument that the Department of Health and Human Services used on their, as you put it, a perfectly, a, their sneak attack last Friday, and how they're saying that sex is very specifically defined, defined as determined by biology. 
meaning that there is male and there is female and that is it from birth. And I know that particularly in healthcare, Scott, you've had some very interesting experiences. And can you just tell us and the listeners a little bit about if you're comfortable sharing one of those experiences or even just how how this is impacting, you know, that are specifically you as a trans man and that such narrow definition of that word sex. Well, first of all, the narrow definition of sex is unbound by science. Science says sex is very complicated, complex. You know, we have to think about intersex people, right, who are, exist. So they prove by existing that it's more complicated than male, female, cut and dried. My story is online. You can find it if you look me up. But the bare fact is I had a chest infection and I could not get seen by a doctor. I got kicked out of the office because I disclosed that I was trans. And then I went around spreading what turned out to be whooping cough because mm. I couldn't get uh, you know, taken care of. And we know that Black trans people are you know, more at risk for violence and then are more at risk for COVID. So this was handing down a death sentence to people and that will not fly. It's complicated in terms of the legalities of things, but what it means is the SCOTUS decision is a, an obstacle. Um, it's a stumbling block for the health and human services travesty. And so hopefully it will help right-minded people get everybody the care that every human deserves. Wow. I mean, it's been it's been so great talking to you. And um, yeah. where can people kind of keep up with all of the I mean, because you have a list of all kinds of publications, obviously, uh, you're an actor, but also you're doing so many other things. Where can people read some of your your story and your publications? Uh, well, you can find me. I put everything all over the Internet. So um, <laughs> just look me up. Scott Turner Schofield. My at handle is right here at Turner Schofield. And I write for various publications. I'm always talking to folks like you. So just follow along and, and you'll keep up. Excellent. Very good. Scott, thank you so much for being on with us. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me and for signal boosting this important issue. Absolutely. Take care. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Hey, you. Yep. You listening. Hey there. Happy Pride Month. Thanks. Oh, thanks. We were, that was that your Jesse? Was that your oh, thanks. Oh, no, this is gay listener number four. <laughs> number four of five. Uh, all five of you, thank you for listening to Drop the Subject. We really appreciate it. And we do want to know what you are doing for Pride, because Pride is digital, it's virtual. And that's okay, because you can still make it fun and fab and fierce and go on ahead and take those pictures and those videos of what you are doing to celebrate Pride. Head over to wearechannelq.com and you're going to upload those pictures and those videos because if and when you do, Hanny, you are getting a Channel Q curbside Pride pack. Now, let me tell you, you got some Channel Q Pride window signs and some window hangers and a t-shirt and... I actually think this is super cool. A mask, a Channel Q mask, because, you know, masks. You're and biased. They're, they're like a thing. Uh, also, you have a chance to come on air and hang out with us to tell us how you are celebrating our pride. So wearechannelq.com or on the socials at wearechannelq. Use the hashtag Channel Q curbside pride. We're center on your pride. Oh, whoa, that's so cool. Thanks, James. Thanks. You're welcome. Do you know what else? <laughs> Lots of people center on Allie. 
their whiteness. Oh, very good. Ding, ding, ding. Where's my bigger bang? Did I get it? Did I get it? You did it. You you did it, Allie, because it's about you and your whiteness. I know. I got it. It's me, and I got it right. So please, please herald me as a hero. No, let's talk about this, because this is something that I will fully admit I am guilty of. I've been guilty of. And there are moments where I've been so thankful for all of the conversations that we've had. I mean, just since we've been on the air together, period, James. But I've had some amazing uh, conversations with all kinds of guests and, and listeners and all kinds of people to really narrow in and focus on how to be a better ally. And white centering is a it's a concept that I understood and that I could easily grasp but I didn't necessarily understand terminology for it and when I read about white centering I was like oh that's what that is Mm. and let's explain what it means Um, it means that white people make everything about them (laughs) and and because that's how society has raised all of us Right. That's how society is raised. In particular, society is raised and cultured white people to think that it is always all about them. Uh, Right. So when when this. uh Well, and when talking about issues of that affect black people and people of color. So so here's here's the thing is. The protests are breaking out. A lot of people, white people realizing wow, I've, I've been very complacent. I've been part of the problem. I What have I done to allow this to continue to go on? What do I say? Um, I don't, I'm afraid to say anything. I'm afraid of offending anybody. Okay, you know what? No, never mind. I'm going to go past that uncomfortability and I'm not going to be silent and I'm going to speak out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all of that's good stuff. It's the, the, the also the tendency that we white people have is to tell every story from our perspective or focus in on how it affects us personally. Mm-hmm. And that there's a great example in one of these articles that we will definitely post because I think it's really important to, uh, to, to read this entire, read this article in its entirety. But G money Roth on Instagram posted an example. You witness a racist act. This is a white person. It's awful. Then you're telling people about it. You say, quote, I saw X racist thing happen to Joe today and I was so upset that I could not touch my lunch. I am telling you I could not eat one bite. Who did you make the protagonist of this story? A sandwich. (laughs) Your experience of your lunch is not the needful thing here. Our stories were always already going to be told. People have been listening when we speak for our entire lives. Now... Now would be a good moment to pass the mic. So when you're speaking out and when you're trying to create change, let's focus on who the protagonist of our stories are. Are we making ourselves, are we making this about us? Are we continually, I mean, I I think, I I obviously want to get your thoughts too, James, but I understand the importance of speaking up in any way and also learning and and being like, okay, I'm making mistakes and how to be better. Um, I'm continuing to learn how to make mistakes and how to be better. Um, I I think that speaking up is still great, but also how can we do that better? I think uh, one of the things that in ways that that this can really be done better. And and I, I kind of had to call a friend out on this just in the last day or so was the, the, when people are talking about, oh, the, you know, everything going on in the world, 
that that is just so crazy and we have to fix it. So the plumbing issues, the infrastructure <laughs> issues, like right. the, that bridges are collapsing. Like, Take a wrench and fix racism. Right, right, right. No, like I need you to say, and I have said that all, multiple times on the show about like everything going on in the world and then followed it up with the systematic racial injustices and in policing that result in the murder of black men, right? Like there is a, this is a very specific issue. So when, peop, when, when people start to say things like, oh, well, you know, we generally feel as a community and did it. No, you, how do you as a white person feel when you're talking about an issue when 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 you're talking like black people and other individuals of color though we often say people of color but we have very unique situations and i'm sorry asian people are not being killed by police in the same systematic fashion that black people are so when we're talking about this issue being very specific about the issue is one of the Mm -hmm. very first things that people can do in terms of their language and not be so white centered about it because it's not how you feel. It's not about you being uncomfortable. It's not about you being like, gosh, I've never had to talk about this before. We know you haven't had to talk about it before Mm -hmm. because you're white and most people don't have to do that. So now when we're saying, great, we're glad you're an ally. We're glad you're here to talk about this, but talk about this specific issue. If you go in to buy a car, you just wouldn't be like, oh, a thing that has an engine with four wheels, like I'll take whatever. No, like we need you to be very specific. And that's to me, one of the most important things in the way to sort of start breaking this. Yeah. And, and also just Maybe shut up and post resources or shut up and post some educational material, things like that. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Hmm. it's not it's not about you being like, oh, my gosh, I took a picture at the protest. You know, that's a whole other conversation, though, that we ain't got time for right now. Yeah. Picture picture of the protest convo is something we have to table for later. But we'll be right back with more. Drop the subject. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Drop the subject. Allie and James. That's right. Of course, there was good news coming out of SCOTUS, but always bad news coming out of POTUS. And we will trump around now. Because uh, according to some news from this morning and last night as well, Donald Trump was said to make an executive order today, which he made. And he delivered some remarks about that executive order that um, let's just say... We have a couple of qualms with. Um, <laughs> you don't say. You know, let's start with he he's very rarely, if at all, said anything specific about George Floyd or about many of the families who have lost loved ones to police brutality in recent days. Mm-hmm. Correct. He's he's. I I believe one of the only things he said was that today was a great day for George Floyd when he reported on the economy. Yes. Yes. Well, and every, every time he addresses the nation about anything, it goes back to the stock market essentially. And that, you know, it's the greatest economic economy ever. And we're rebounding and blah, blah, blah. Nothing about what's actually going on, including, and it's all grandstanding and it's all for show and it's all complete crap, including the families that he met with, Earlier today, before his press announcement in the Rose Garden, where he discussed his executive order that was supposed to sort of work towards uh, preventing, you know, change uh, reform in the policing departments. But not every all of the families he met with, by the way, were black families that had relatives who were victims of police violence. So he just grabbed a bunch of random black folks to take a picture with. 
Well, he said the names. He he mentioned some names. I met the families of this person, this person, this person, and I I like some of the names sounded familiar because um, you know obviously they've been covered very heavily. And then there were other names that I wasn't sure I'd recognized, and I wasn't and I I didn't know the history of the families. Um, so it it did seem like a, a an odd group to me. Yeah. And then he also did not include those families in the uh, Rose Garden speech or who surrounded him when he signed this executive order, which he's such fans of his executive orders, like whatever. Uh, No, it was eight men, seven of whom were white, all of whom are representatives of law enforcement standing around him when he's signing an executive order to do law enforcement slash police reform. None of the victims' families, only one person of color. Who the hell is this guy? I I cannot handle the ineptitude. Is that the right word I'm looking for? And just the complete, he's just an idiot, Allie. Yeah, and we just learned about white centering. I think it's this, James. Um, Let's listen to what he actually said about the families that he met with. Many of these families lost their loved ones in deadly interactions with police. To all of the hurting families, I want you to know that all Americans mourn by your side. Your loved ones will not have died in vain. We are one nation. We grieve together and we heal together. I don't really feel like one nation right now. Do you? No, no, not at all. And he's lying. I don't feel like we're grieving together. There's a lot of people, including a lot of his supporters, who are not grieving with those families who, are, who no. don't want this type of change. I can never imagine your pain or the depth of your anguish, but I can promise to fight for justice for all of our people. And I gave a commitment to all of those families today with Senator Tim Scott and Attorney General Bill Barr. We are going to pursue. That's great. What we said, we will be pursuing it and we will be pursuing it strongly. Okay, so whatever it is, we're going to be pursuing it and pursuing it strongly with A.G. Barr, who, if you recall, I believe last week or the week before, said that he does not believe in systemic racism in the police force. Correct. Yes. And he also I love that the president of the United States has an executive order to address, you know, uh, uh, this complete uprising about systemic racism in policing. And people are literally protesting about this all over the world. And he can't even say what it's about. Whatever this is about, whatever these changes right. we're going to we do. We will this thing pursuing, This thing, this right? thing that this we're going to do. And, and listen, it's it's very, very simple. There's just uh, there's only a few things that are happening here. And it's essentially departments must ban use of chokeholds to receive a certification that would then allow them access to federal grants. And then there's is also... That the exact, that's the extent of it? That there's a National Registry of Police Officers with multiple instances of use of excessive force. And they want to have mental illness, uh, homelessness counselors, addiction counselors. Oh, that's right. Go mm-hmm. with go with officers to work with them in the field. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. What? That's it. That's it. This is not anywhere close. This is garbage. This is complete garbage. This is not anywhere close to what the Dems are bringing forward. Even some of the Republicans are fighting for in terms of police uh, reform. This is not at all anywhere close to those who are, uh, uh, you know, advocating for defund and dismantle police departments or even what several different cities are doing. This is absolutely ridiculous. And I feel like it's a slap in the face and it's really insulting. 
Nope. And then he uh, also capped it off with crapping on Obama and Joe Biden, saying that Obama never took civil rights seriously. So there's that. Um, So, you know, just wanted to give you an update. I know. Let your blood cool down and we will let ours cool down. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject, Allie and James. Want to celebrate Pride with us? Yes, we need to celebrate something, for God's sake. Okay, oh, so why don't you just go to wearechannelq.com, enter a happy video. If it's you celebrating Pride, expressing your pride, if it's a cute puppy with a rainbow handkerchief on it, that's great. A little beaded necklace on a kitten will take. Anything really, you can go to wearechannelq.com and enter and upload that picture or video, and here's what you get. If you are one of the first 50 uploads, so if you do it like now, like today, like probably yesterday, you can get a Channel Q curbside pride pack. It will help you celebrate pride at home with us because we are doing pride curbside this year. You will get a lawn sign. You'll get some games. You'll get some Channel Q t-shirts. You'll get a Channel Q mask. You'll get an opportunity to be on the air with us. That'll be very exciting for you Mm -hmm. and for us as well. So you'll get all that stuff just for uploading a little pic, a little video, something that you do probably every day. So you're going to get something for it. Just go to wearechannelq.com and upload your picture and video use the hashtag channel q curbside pride and we cannot wait to hear from you now on to the doom and gloom there have been some uh we've been going over some of the things that donald trump said in his i mean i don't even know what you call it his cockamamie speech that he gave about how he cares about black families and then went on to talk about how they're going to have the best executive order ever. And then he kind of went into his regular political babble, blah, blah, blah. Um, After saying some positive things about the black families that he met with, some of whose relatives were victims of police violence, he went on to say this. That is why today I'm signing an executive order encouraging police departments nationwide to adopt the highest professional standards to serve their communities. These standards will be as high and as strong as there is on earth. The vast majority of police officers are selfless and courageous public servants. They are great men and women. When others run away from danger, police run straight into harm's way, often putting their lives at stake to protect someone who they don't know or never even met. Great danger. Police officers run straight toward this incredible harm. Take the World Trade Center. They oh ran straight. So now he's bringing up the World Trade Center shut and right, how brave like, everybody. Shut up. What, um, those, he should never be. I don't even care if he's a New Yorker or the president of the United States. He should never be allowed to even utter something like that. And this is like he's completely missing the point. We talked about we talked about this before about like like white centering. But that even beyond that, like he's not even talking about what the issue is here. We want police departments to be held to the highest professional standards. Okay, we get that, dumbass. That's what the that's what we've been trying to hold police officers to in the first place. People say stuff like that already. We want policing to be held to the highest standard. Well, too bad. It keeps ending up in black people being murdered by police officers. That's not enough. Get your ass together, dude, and do actually do something about it. And he clearly can't. He clearly won't. And Early, I'm well, it's because, I know, I know, I know. I'm with you. The 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 mixed messaging that he is giving in this 28 minute ramble 
is you can you can tell that the beginning of his speech was, hey, let's get this out of, out of the way. I met with some black families. It was great. Um, now, here's how great the police force is, and here's what I'm doing to make everything better. By the way, Obama sucks. Biden sucks. Thanks a lot. Peace out. That's yep. the overall message that I got. And signing an executive order always gives him a nice ego boost, right? So he wants to make sure to mention the poli- how great the police are because, again, that helps him with his campaign. It's it's If you look at the minute details, it is very politically charged. Everything he says right now is politically charged because mm-hmm. he's up for re-election. Mm-hmm. So, and unfortunately, the uh, SCOTUS and the other things coming out of the Supreme Court um, that were coming out yesterday, the Supreme Court has declined to hear cases about qualified immunity for the police. So there are several cases that have been brought um, and gone up to the Supreme Court when it comes to law enforcement behaving badly in certain counties and states. SCOTUS has basically said, we're not going to hear any of this. It's going to be up to the states and the other jurisdictions to decide that, which makes things a little more complicated. Um, But especially when you're getting leadership from people like Donald Trump, it doesn't seem like anyone is on the same page about any of it. It, it's not. And this qualified immunity is really kind of a big deal because essentially it makes it really, really difficult to hold police officers or really any public officials, which police officers are considered accountable for their actions. And on the very, 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 very rare chances that they do, they are found guilty of doing something or they're found uh, they, then they don't get punished for it. There's this indemnity that, that kicks in. So unfortunately, it's sad that SCOTUS is not going to hear those things. And particularly because Donald Trump's garbage executive order isn't going to change a damn thing. Yep. We'll be back with Mo Vela, who actually used to work on uh, the vice president, Joe Biden's team and also worked for Al Gore. We're going to talk to him uh, to him about the LGBT decision with her workplace discrimination when we come back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Welcome back. Drop the subject is here. We are obviously queer and celebrating today the SCOTUS decision that came yesterday when it came to LGBTQ discrimination in the workplace. So we thought we would get Mo Vela on with us today. Mo is, well, he's got a lot of credits, so bear with me. Yeah. Former senior advisor to Joe Biden on LGBTQ affairs, director of management, chief transparency officer of transparent business and attorney. And you've also worked for Al Gore. You've got this distinction of being the first Hispanic American and gay American to serve twice on a senior executive role in the White House. Welcome to the show, Mo. Oh, thanks, Allie and James. It's so good to be with both of you. We're excited I'm to so have proud you. proud of you, by the way. Thanks for what you're doing for our community. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, of course. Anyone Thank who's going to let us yap on is good in our book. <laughs> no, it's just important. It's important we keep uh, educating and enlightening folks, right? And the more we are empowered within our own community, hopefully we can get our family and friends and uh, allies, right, to listen to, right? And so hopefully we can change their minds and create a more equal playing field and a, a more loving environment for all of us. Very well, well thank said. Thank you so much for that, Mo. Really, honestly, we appreciate it. And you you bring up environment, by the way. And I like very specifically, Ali and I were talking earlier on in the show about how the dramatic change in workplace environments, uh, you yeah. know, leading up to even now in 2020, but even now within the last year, you know, they're saying that 50% of LGBTQ plus folks are closeted at work. And this, can you talk just a little bit about like, what is the landscape of workplaces going to look like? The environment where we do, well, when we ever go back to work, right? Yeah. <laughs> the environment of our workplace is going to change and look like now under this ruling. 
Well, I think there's two parts to this, honestly. For the last 24 hours, I've been talking about it um, you know, publicly. And there's two parts to the answer your question. One is people ask me, how is this going to impact employers and workplaces, this ruling by SCOTUS, right? My answer is the same. So that's the first part of the answer. And that's this. If you were an employer who was hating and discriminating and firing employees because of who they loved or what gender they identified with, this will impact you. You're now busted and you're going to have to stop being a hater and you're not going to get away with it anymore. You can't do it anymore. So that's the impact <laughs> it'll have on the ugly hater employer, right? Uh-huh. So to your, to directly to your question, I think what it's going to do is it's going to empower our community mm. to recognize that at least when it comes to our workplace, right? For those 50% who aren't out at work, honestly, this is going to empower them. I think it's going to inspire them to re- recognize that the next morning when they walk into their workplace tomorrow morning, hopefully today they did it. They walked in with a different sense of pride, with a confidence that they didn't have the day before, with the recognition that at least for now, right, at least for now, in that workplace, they are absolutely equal. They are worthy. They deserve the respect and the human dignity that we all deserve. And so I hope starting this morning, they walk in and you could just sense it. Mm. There's a pep in their step, I hope. So mm-hmm. I hope those 50 percent. Should they come in in boas and feathers and bangles and beads today? Yes. Hell yeah. Why yes. not? <laughs> you know, why not? Yeah, right? I mean, I hope that everybody this morning is coming out at work on Zoom with I in front too. of the entire companies being like, I'm gay or hi, this is my name. I identify as they, you yeah. know, just all with of a it. a big button on, right? Yes. <laughs> um, now, you know, obviously more about how the Supreme Court works than I do. I don't know about you, James, but well, Allie, what, they you say know, I do. I don't know. Allie, OK, all right. We'll find out. <laughs> so, of course, this majority decision was surprising to a lot of people. And can you speak to why do you think that Gorsuch and and Roberts, who were the most surprising swing votes, you know, ended up voting in favor of this? I know you've got people like Kavanaugh just saying, you know, doing their dissent and saying this is a legislative issue. But for them, especially for Gorsuch, who wrote the decision, you know, what do you think changed their mind just in your opinion? Yeah, there, there are a couple of things I want to say on this topic. One, it was surprising uh, to a certain degree. I think more shocking, to be honest, was that there were two conservative justices, a Trump appointee and a George W. Bush appointee, who both were in the majority. So that makes it doubly surprising, in my opinion, and actually doubly pleasurable. Right? <laughs> as openly came man, because I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, it wasn't just barely... Right. It's yeah. pretty strong. Right. Um, so what changed their minds? I think this is a very interesting when anybody who evaluates and assesses the Supreme Court will tell you that the long running feud between conservative justices and the more progressive justices for decades now has been the Scalia argument that you either view the law as textual versus interpretative. Mm. And so what does that mean? Well, it means that you're supposed to read the words that the, when the you know how the law was written, and it is exactly what it says on the page. Well, these two justices in this majority opinion, Gorsuch in particular, made it very clear that he applied that same Scalia textual 
perspective and still came out with the same conclusion that the four progressive justices did. Wow. So this is wow. gonna this is why the the conservatives are so angry because they were like, well, if it was done textually, well, Justice Gorsuch even says in the ruling, it doesn't matter what their intent was. Right. If a man in my workforce loves some uh, you know, is attracted to another man, and a woman in my workforce is attracted to a man, and I fire the man because he's attracted to a man, but don't fire the woman because she's attracted to a man, then I just discriminated under the Civil Rights Act under the protected class of sex. Yeah. And so, so even when you look at the legislation, it still would yeah. go in your favor. Yeah. So this is, excuse my language, pissing off the conservatives in more ways than one. Right. Mm-hmm. Until so they all come out. Mind, I, honestly, here's what I said this morning uh, on Australian live television. Here's what I believe changed their mind. I don't know what changed their mind. Let me say that because I don't know either of them and I don't want to speculate try to get into their mind. But I will say this. I think what they did do is send a loud and clear message, intentionally or unintentionally, that our judicial system still has a semblance of independence left to it. Mm. Because they put their ideological and political views and personal views aside. Mm -hmm. And that is the most beautiful attribute of our judicial system traditionally in American history. So to me, it's not just the ruling that has me excited. It's the hope that maybe when you're going to have to decide on what's right and just and fair and equal, that we still have some folks in that court that are going to actually do the right thing. That's what it did for me. Man, you should work in the White House. (laughs) (laughs) Something about that. Oh, my gosh. Mo Vela, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. In particular, you, you made it so simple. Yeah. Right. Oh. The way you just broke that down about a man loving a man and a woman loving a man. But if the man gets fired, it's discrimination based on that. Like, I thank you for you just broke it all down. Let the listeners know where they can find you. So where can they find you? Sure, sure. At Movella on Twitter. Unfortunately, I get a little angry with the Trump administration. <laughs> I promise that all my tweets are angelic. But uh, but I do uh, I do say what I mean and I mean what I say. So but yeah, at Movella, M-O-E-V-E-L-A. And uh, anybody who wants to email me at Mo at M-O-E at Movella dot com. I rarely do that. But for our LGBTQ family, absolutely. Anytime. Lots more to discuss with this when you guys have more time. Absolutely. We certainly will. Mo, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Of course. Have a beautiful rest of the day. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, that guy Mo. Awesome. Tons of energy. Super fun. Love him. Hopefully in the next uh, administration, maybe Mo gets another job back in the White House because we definitely need his voice and his presence and his humor and his brain in their alley. Super One of my top 10 Mo's that I've yeah. ever met. <laughs> of all the Mo's I have met. Uh, yeah, Mo's great. Uh, so, you know what else is great? Pride. And it's digital this year. It's one of our one of our many words. We're going to come up with a vocabulary list on Drop the Subject here. And your digital pride, we want to know how you're celebrating. So we've talked about this a little bit, but we really do want to know. Like you, like go to weirdchannelq.com and just upload a picture. We're all good at the selfies. So just throw on that feather boa, that rainbow mask, that that whatever you're doing, that cucumber eye treatment and whatever. But it's in it's in it's a rainbow cucumber. Whatever you're doing to celebrate your digital pride, upload a photo or a video at wearechannelq.com. And we will hook you up with a Channel Q curbside pride pack. 
I think the best thing about this whole pack, because there's window signs and lawn signs and all this stuff, but the best part in this pride pack is a Channel Q face mask for when you're out protesting, when you are doing whatever you are doing, plus an opportunity to hang out with us on the air and let us know how you are celebrating your pride. Uh, so head on over wearechannelq.com or upload at our socials at wearechannelq, hashtag channelq curbside pride. Blame. You did it. We did it. James. Yes, ma'am. We would like to share with our listeners uh-huh. some happy stories. Oh, good. I think that we've, yeah, you know, we're just taking a, a, a little piece of our Just a Tip Tuesday today, which is how to stay informed without losing your mind. Uh-huh. And, you know, three and a half hours in, we're like, wow, I do kind of feel like we're losing our minds. Um, so yeah. let's balance it out with some good news because that was one of the tips for Just the Tip Tuesday. Um, you, you took a look on the internet and found some of the happiest stories that we could possibly find Lay it on us, James. I do. I've got some good ones, Allie. Some happy, happy stories for you. Uh, Number one, um, Americans are the unhappiest they've been in 50 years. (laughs) James! No, that one doesn't? No! no. Oh, okay. Is that that like since World War II? Uh, Yeah, 50 years, math, 30 to 70, 1970, yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> everyone was sad in the 70s. Apparently, everyone in 1970. Well, you know, that was a tumultuous time. Talk about. Yeah, uh, right after the Vietnam War Viet- and all that. Vietnam War, yeah, I think was still going on. Civil rights movement, lots of madness. There was a, the oil crisis was looming. Yes. Um, okay, okay. Come okay, on, okay, can you, you got to go happier how, than that, How about James? this? How about this? Okay, okay. okay I got you. I got you. Homophobic megachurch pastor no. Louis Giglio <laughs> wants to rebrand white privilege as white blessing. Oh, no. No? James, why do people suck? Um, they do. They do. Oh, speaking of people who suck, Trump <gasps> praises scientists for AIDS vaccine that doesn't actually exist. Okay. You know, James, I, I don't want to be mad about this, but it seems that it's almost impossible, if not completely impossible, to find a positive news story. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I got it. 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 Uh... Philly man who snapped, not to me they don't, as he ripped down Black Lives Matter sign. Ah. He got fired. Okay. Hey, you know who else got fired is the husband of the Karen from yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. How about how about that? I mean, <laughs> well, that's that's a thing. Um, yeah. How did you feel about that? Because I was like, you know, hmm. this guy probably really sucks, and. You know, when people are then outed as not living up to the values of the company, they can be held liable for that and they can be fired over that. That being said, this guy seems douchey, but did not necessarily, he wasn't necessarily the centerpiece of the video. Is this going too far? Yeah, you know, I'm, I, this one I'm a little bit torn about. I, I feel like just straight up being like you were standing there recording that you're fired like whatever just being done i know might be a little bit too far um but i also feel like this guy had a huge role i think it was franklin templeton investments right and he was sort of in charge of like these massive massive pension funds of people and so you have someone who is in like that type of role Ah, right like i i don't you you a you can't have that for the image of your company period and b like you can't have someone with those different leanings like in charge of something like that so i pretty aggressive but i'm also i'm okay with it i guess 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, now that we've gone over some of these incredibly positive stories, James, Super. you got to get your S together because uh-huh. news that or lose it is coming up. Oh, I'll have and more I positive demand... stories then. Yeah, <laughs> okay, sure. great. <laughs> we'll see what, what James has in store for us next on Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject presents... News it or lose it. Oh, yeah. Drop the subject is what you're listening to. I am Allie. She is James. And hmm. I did. I don't know if you heard in the last the last break, but I took a cracker trying to find some like happy stories for us to talk a little bit about today. And I couldn't do it. But I believe now, <laughs> Allie, for news it or lose it, I have. I scoured the world, the wide and the web and... I found three stories that I think you might enjoy. Do you have your binger, banger, dinger, clinger? Oh, ah, 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 yes. I can ask again slower. Do oh, that's a that's a good dinger, dinger, binger, banger, dinger, clinger. I lucked Um, out. Very good. Story number one: There could be thirty-six communicating intelligent (gasps) civilizations in our galaxy. Yes, I don't think they'd want to come here right now, but yes, let's hear about them. There's a reason we haven't heard from any of them. Uh, (laughs) Number two: Boston Dynamics robot dog is now on sale for seventy-four thousand dollars. Say that again. Boston Dynamics is the name of a company. Boston Dynamics Robot Dog is now on sale for $74,000. Yes, definitely. Okay. I would like to buy a robot dog. Yes, for sure. Uh, Last but not least, British runner sets Guinness record for fastest mile blindfolded. Oh, that's cool. I think I have one I need, though, so I'm going to lose it. Yeah. He's raising money for, uh, like, uh, fight for sight. Uh, How do you uh, run uh, one mile blindfolded? How do you even know you're uh, going in the right direction? I know. Apparently, uh, well, so he's been, it was diagnosed with like a, like a carotic gnosis. I can never say that one. Um, It's like a degenerative vision issue. And so he's been, he had been practicing going around the same track. So he knows approximately with his uh, cadence, like when he needs to start turning the corner or whatever. So he just ran around in the track 10 minutes and 11 seconds. And he's not fully blind yet, though. He wore a blindfold just to mimic what it would be like to be fully blind. How cool is that? Wow. I mean, yeah. yeah interesting. Okay, we'll, we'll well, move on yeah. to the stories that I actually news. You've given away too much. You want a dog without the pain of house training? They're feeding or walking it? Well, you can have one. Because Boston Dynamics has been begun selling this robot dog alley, but only to businesses right now. Spot. Why the businesses don't need them? I know. This We're is the ones I, who I, need robot dogs. I totally get this too. Like, I mean, I totally don't get this, right? Like, why do businesses need robot dogs? Apparently, Spot though can do all kinds of different stuff. Like, he literally is there. They have him keeping people apart. Like if they get within six feet of each other, Spot starts to like freak out and keeping people apart during COVID-19. Spot can run, climb stairs, remind you of certain tasks, things like that. He's very athletic. Spot can run 5.2 feet per second. That well, of is, course. I mean, hey, you just spread one great story about a guy running a mile blindfold, and then there's a robot dog who can outrun him. <laughs> right. And the robot dog has cameras for eyes. Totally. <laughs> oh, 
totally cheating. <laughs> yeah, um, you got to blindfold the dog. Then it's a fair match. Then then it's a fair match. He actually, uh, this dog started off in 1992 as like a spinoff from an MIT experiment, like a student experiment, and has gone on to do this whole thing. So if you got a spare 74 grand in your pocket, you can go maybe incorporate yourself as a business and then get yourself an electronic spot. Oh, good move, James. Get yourself incorporated, and then you can have a robot dog in your home, which is also your workplace. See, uh-huh. And then spot can be, you're like, spot, go change the channel on Netflix. Don't you have a yeah. remote? No. Just just do this. Go get me more food. Exactly. And then you yeah, and he can just give you food because he doesn't need food himself. Right. See, exactly. Spot, I'm out of rose. Yeah. Spot, bite the mailman. No, don't do that. <laughs> uh, okay, listen. So scientists, we are on this like eternal struggle to find if we are to decide whether or not are, are we alone in the universe, correct? Uh, most scientists, most astronomers do not believe that we are. That there, there is this concept of like uh, this range of inhabitable life, right? So a planet that is mostly rocky, that is a certain... Uh, uh, distance away from its sun where it's got a particular temperature like life could have developed in many 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 other places other than our own where there's been such a big argument about this alley for a long time well now some scientists at the university of nottingham developed their own specific approach to identifying just here in our milky way how many of these planets exist in like an an inhabitable zone and they think that there are 36 that meet the specific qualifications for life to have developed just as life as we know it. Yeah, but I mean, they could be in the fungi stage. You don't know where they're at. This is just life on the planet. And when we first had life on our planet, it was boring. I mean, it was just seaweed. They so address to- this. Oh, they do? They do. They say that if you base, if you, you know, based off of the theories of the Big Bang, how far away we've come from the origins of the Big Bang, how far we are away from our sun, if you go look at other parts of the Milky Way galaxy, there are other parts of the galaxy that have planets in inhabitable zones that are much older than we are. So they could be even more advanced than we are. But to your point earlier, they know that they probably don't really want to interact with us right now. Yeah, what, would you want to interact with us? Uh, no, we don't want to interact with us, but you do want to interact with Drop the Subject. You want to stay tuned because even more happy endings are next. Drop the Subject, the new Channel Q. The bad news it is, is it is time for us to say goodbye. Well, of course, there's a lot more bad news than that, but there's some good news that I'm going to share with you right now, and it is we want you to celebrate Pride with us. Yay, very exciting. Let's get happy. Let's get gay. Let's get rainbows all over our bodies, okay? Let's paint them on our nipples. and be, Okay, I'm getting too graphic. The point is, we want you to celebrate Pride with us curbside. It is curbside pride. Everything's going curbside this year, including us. Just go to wearechannelq.com, upload a video or a picture of you celebrating your pride. We've asked you today if you're uploading to maybe share a picture of you at work, uh, celebrating your outness in your workplace. Very exciting. So uh, upload a video or a picture to wearechannelq.com and you'll get a pride, uh, a, pri- a prize, pride, prize pack. Oh, God. That works. Three Ps. Pre-pa-pa-dupa-da. You'll get some PPP. <laughs> a pre-pride pack. The first 50 uploads get a Channel Q mask, some games, some Channel Q t-shirts, some window hangers, a lawn sign, all kinds of ways that you can celebrate and show your pride from your own home. And you can celebrate with us on the air as well. 
telling us what pride means to you on the airwaves of Channel Q. Go to wearechannelq.com and upload your picture now. Get in on this before the pride packs are gone because they're going fast, ladies and gents. Or you can follow us at We Are Channel Q. Now, let us get into some happy endings. We have happy th- endings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we need we need a little happy ending action. Al, Al, do you uh, do you have your happy ending? I do, and oh. it's similar to my happy ending yesterday, which is having to do with the the LGBTQ plus SCOTUS decision for Mm -hmm. workplace discrimination. And yes, there are some other things going on in the world that have been not so positive, including everything that is coming out of Donald Trump's mouth. But thanks to this new SCOTUS decision, episodes like Ellen coming out on her TV show will not ruin people's careers anymore, hopefully. And Lindsey Graham can finally come out without losing his job. He won't lose his job. They can't fire him. Good for Lindsey Graham. That is fantastic news, Allie. Look at you putting a spin on that. Very good. Yeah. Not so good for his ladybugs, but good for him. Oh my gosh, and the ladybugs. By the way, if you did not hear the ladybug episode, it is part of a podcast, (laughs) which you can go and download last week. I believe the podcast, Jesse, is the podcast titled Ladybugs or something like that from last week. He doesn't remember. He doesn't know. You don't know? He titles the podcast, but he doesn't remember. That was only last week. Anyway, it's super fascinating. You can always please follow us to at DTS show. We really appreciate it. Allie, you know, Chaz might be a horrible, horrible name. (laughs) (laughs) For, for a, a new Not only you need to continue. <laughs> Thank you so much, story. James. That was a right. great That happy was a great, ending. great happy ending. Chaz is a horrible name. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be here all week. Uh, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone in Seattle. Uh, maybe it's doing good. Maybe it's just turned into a place for a bunch of like virtue, whatever, positioning white folks to go and think that they're protesting. Who knows if it's going to do any good. But at least, Allie... There's like totally a new place for Chala Girl to go. Yeah, you're right. Chala Girls can flock to Seattle. Totally. And take place. Yeah, and they can go to the Conversation Cafe. They can go to the No Cop Co-op. They can, um, you know, just display tiny, tiny, ever so minor microaggressions throughout the space. Totally. Drink their White Claws and stuff. This is going to be so great. Yeah. And then wonder where the next LaCroix stand is. It is. That (laughs) sounds like a really nice time for them. Congratulations, Chella girls. Uh-huh. You got it. You got I it. enjoy that happy ending. All right. Let's get out of here. And if you missed anything, we had some great interviews today. We talked to Tyler Barnhart from 13 Reasons Why. We talked to uh, Scott Turner Schofield, who is a trans male actor, first one ever to be nominated for a daytime Emmy, and uh, also a great activist and somebody who teaches and spreads inclusion in workplaces. Also, Mo Vela, who was the uh, LGBTQ advisor for Joe Biden and also worked with Al Gore. Very, very great informative interviews and just great people all around. So catch up on all those interviews with the podcast, which is at Drop the Subject on radio.com or wherever you find your podcast. We always love it when you interact with us. Continue to share your coming out at work stories at DTS show on Instagram and on Twitter. And we will see you tomorrow. Good day. On the, ne- on the next, drop the subject. On the next show, we've got all kinds of exciting things lined up. <laughs> Allie. 
Yeah. I'm not feeling great. <clears throat> I think I need to call in sick. Okay, is that cough even real? <laughs> look, look, I have I have a doctor's hey, note. You wrote this. You are a doctor. All right, fine. Well, the good news is that Jason Carter from RuPaul's Drag Race will join me all show long. And okay, wait, is that club music, James? No, no, I, I'm not sick. I just I just got out of it. Drop the subject. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific, 1 to 4 Eastern on Channel Q.